morning and welcome back to the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks, with me, Nick Hancock. Lots going on. Bank holiday weekend. We've got the Leeds Festival, which it turns out isn't anywhere near Leeds. It's actually near Weatherby at Bramman Park. We've got Food and Drink Festival happening at Ripley. We've got Mamma Mia on at Harewood House. And today, on our podcast, we're talking about something that's happening at Harewood House in September. Saturday, the 4th of September, a kind of last night of the proms. Very special concert happening outdoors at Harewood House. And from the Yorkshire Symphonic Orchestra, to tell us all about it, we're joined on Zoom by Ben Crick. So what this first it's the first gig of the Yorkshire Symphony Orchestra. Well, it's the first gig of the Yorkshire Symphony Orchestra since 1950 summer. And um, it's at Harewood House. It's on Saturday, the 4th of September. And it's a proms, it's a Yorkshire proms event, basically. Um, it's the full symphony orchestra. We've got some fantastic soloists. It's been presented by Alan Jones. There's, there's Willard White, the opera singer Willard White singing. And uh, this is a massive thing for me. I've, I've admired him for 25 years, probably longer. Really exciting. Um, uh, a, a tenor group are coming to sing and it, it's going to be a fantastic celebration of let's get back to gigging, let's get out of lockdown and here we are again, let's go for it. And tell us all about what it means to you to actually be out doing this again because it's been ages, hasn't it? It's been ages. It's been far too long since we've been able to gig properly. And what, what I've found over the last month really is it, it is all starting to creep back and it's, and it's vital. Um, people... People need, culture plays a role in people's lives. And in lockdown, people have gone for culture, they've gone for Netflix, they've gone for Amazon Prime, they've gone for, which are, are works of art, really. But now we need this sort of like big cathartic work of art where everyone gets together, everyone gets out in the real world and goes and listens to big performances and remember what, what live art is all about. And live art is so important to so many people's lives, not just us as performers, it's, it's vital both both um, for your soul and also for paying your mortgage. It's, it's vital on both of those. But for the audience as well, it's a thing where everyone gets together and shares in a live music-making make, experience, and it's, it's fantastic. And that's the bit, isn't it? That's the bit where, yeah, you can watch a really great drama at home, but you're not getting the shared experience and you're not being in the moment where something's happening. You know, on, on a Netflix programme, well, you can pause it and you can come back to it tomorrow or you can skip forward or you can do whatever whereas when it's happening live and everybody around you is enjoying the shared experience that's that's the bit that sort of gets the hairs on the back of your neck standing up isn't it absolutely absolutely is and you're right we're living more and more in a world that's on demand where, where the world can, can absolutely mold into your circumstances you you don't watch that TV program at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday. You watch it whenever you want. You, you write, you can pause it. But to just to, to lose that control for, for two hours and fully immerse yourself in that moment. So you have to fully concentrate on that moment. It's not, it can't feature any time. It's just that second. It's an incredibly exciting thing being in music, in, in theatre, in, in dance. That live performance is about total immersion in the moment. And, and it's healthy for us all to realise that sometimes you have to put everything to one side and just be where you actually are. And do you think, because it's been such a while, that people will have even more appreciation of a concert now? I hope so. I hope so. Well, we'll find out, won't we? I, 
I think there will. I think there's. I think there's still a bit of um, trepidation about will we all be safe? Will we can? Will, can we all come back to it? And and I know these concerts have, have, have absolutely got that in mind and are very very COVID secure. So the, so there is that trepidation about getting back. But I think when people get back, when they remember what it was, I, I think we've almost forgot what we've lost. And if we get back to it, if we go to that first event, we'll very quickly remember, and it reminds us all quite how challenging these last eighteen months have been. And tell me all about tell me all about getting everything ready and and what's gone on in in preparation for this, because obviously a lot a lot has been happening behind the scenes, hasn't it? Last time has been happening behind the scenes. I mean, my my in a way, I've got to sort out the music. I'm not building stages and putting toilets in and sorting out catering and all that and. And the music in itself is a big enough job. The people always underestimate the, the, the library task of getting all that music together for a concert is vast. To dealing with the agents for the soloists, booking the orchestra, making sure that, that your own practice is, is up to scratch, that you've you've not forgotten what you're doing over the last 18 months. Uh, that that whole bringing bringing that sort of behemoth back into action is, is a challenge and has been a challenge, but but it's one that I'm absolutely loving, loving being able to do. And you are somebody, because I, I remember meeting you before at an event, you're somebody who I, I think you bring people together, don't you? And you sort of, you know, you, you're giving people an opportunity to shine, really. I hope so. I, I, I've got this, I've got this sort of like it's a mantra that I, I bang out all the time that, that perhaps classical music, I don't expect it to be for everybody. I'm perfectly comfortable with people not liking it. That's fine. The genres of music I don't like. But I'm absolutely adamant that it should be available for anybody so everybody might not like but anybody that does anybody that wants to be involved that wants to experience should there should be no barriers of of, of wealth of, of geographical position in the country of education it's something that should be there for for absolutely everybody so yes a lot of work is going well last saturday i was doing a, a, an afternoon of free music making in skipton town hall with skipton camerata which was a Mozart symphony, some Bach and some Strauss that was free to anyone, professional music making, professional orchestra, free to anyone walking through town can pop in and have a listen. And it was a success. And, and as the Yorkshire Symphony Orchestra goes forward, there's going to be more of those type of events. It's going to be a cultural voice for, for the region. And that is so important to, to me as a musician and in my practice. And tell us about the Yorkshire Symphony Orchestra. The Yorkshire Symphony Orchestra. So the Yorkshire Symphony Orchestra was a full-time professional orchestra for a handful of years in the 50s. And it then it went bust, basically. It didn't get, didn't attract the funding it needed and, and went bust. And over the years, there has been one or two attempts to bring it back, perhaps a, a concert under the name, and, and then vanished and, and had no real sustainability. But this is a genuine attempt backed by, by a decent business proposal with appropriate funding and all that behind it to create a symphony orchestra that is an absolute vital cultural player in the north of England and from our base in the north of England and tend to be a cultural voice for the entirety of the country. It's going to be, the aim is a national level symphony orchestra based in Yorkshire. And, and, and when you talk about viability and things, what, what does that look like? Is it, is it the, the amount of people involved and, and the amount of performances there are? Is, is that how you would sort of look at where the kind of funding side of it comes? Yeah, it's, 
at the end of the day, there's quite a lot of people in an orchestra and all those people should be paid and all those people should be paid properly for the highly skilled job they do. So the, the reality is in, in this country, that's not going to be brought back in just by ticket sales. There needs to be um, a structure behind that to find the funding, be it um, public bodies or be it private on fundship and even, even philanthropy will play a part. And we've got some very generous supporters involved as it is. Um, but that's, in a way, there's, there's two struggles. There's make sure it's of the highest artistic standard and the, the firmness and the structure of the business behind it that makes it viable. The conductor, Ricardo Mute, yeah, a couple of days ago, put out a, a comment that the thing is an orchestra, an entire symphony orchestra, costs less per year than the salary of one footballer, um, a top-end footballer. And we must, as a society, ask, how do we value culture and the arts? It must be worth, I mean, I love football. I love my football. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wanting the demise of football for one second. Um, but it must be worth that investment to keep these big cultural bodies going. And, and is there some good funding around, like lottery and things like that? Will, will they, will they be, be good for funding or, or is it a bit hit and miss? We'll certainly approach them. We'll certainly approach them. It, it's a competitive funding stream. That The bottom line with the lottery funding is they haven't got enough money to fund all the projects that come to them. And, um, and when we get funded, we all applaud them for their great decision making. And when they fund other people, we all say, what are you funded that for? What are you that for? What are you that for? Yeah, yeah. And, and whenever I'm in a pub after a gig talking to musicians, they're, they're the conversations that go on. So there is arts funding out there. It is competitive and it, it is part of the picture. But it's not the idea that, that you're going to be, have long-term viability by just taking public funding. funding and not being out there in the private sector, generating your own income and finding other income, it's, it's not realistic. I think a lot of people would agree that, that the arts and, uh, you know, arts and culture has, has just been left behind during the pandemic and, and just, just, just something that, that I, th I think that there's, there's, other, there's other categories, you know, who, who you'd include in that as well, where, where there's just been a bit forgotten and probably are really deserving of some some attention now to be honest because because you can accept that the practicalities in a in a pandemic of having people together in crowds you know you can accept that 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 can't take place and that's a safety measure and there's there's no there's no way around that you know if you can't have a load of people together you, you know you can't have theaters full or, or cinemas full or whatever but i think that the 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 point on the on the funding and and the support that's given um and the support that's given to find a way out of this because because now um in, in our kind of our way out of covid um it's not necessarily always about massive numbers of people at things. It's about putting things on maybe for smaller groups of people as well. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the positive for people like yourself, Ben, is that it has been so missed and therefore appreciation levels. Cause you know, once something is, is taken away, it's like if, if coronation street had been off air for a year because of, because of COVID, you know, everybody would be, would be, have, have realized how much they, they miss it. But these, these things that are constant in life are, are often not necessarily appreciated until, until they're gone. Absolutely. It's all saying it. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. So hopefully, and I'm, to be honest, I have seen that the audience, audience numbers, uh, some of the stuff I've done in this last month, perhaps. Yeah, have been good. I've been, have been great. I think people have missed it. 
I think people will be back. And when the confidence comes back that we can come back safely, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think the arts has got a vital role in the nation's recovery from, I don't know, this mass bleeding that we've all been through. The, the, the arts and culture will be there and will be central to the recovery. And I think it's important that arts in the regions, in the north, in, in Cornwall, in in the regions, not just in the southeast, yes. play their part and are available for their populations to get that same experience. I think the other thing is it's something that we're very good at. It's something that we're very good at in, in this country, isn't it, to be honest? And it's something that, that we could really be be world leading in. Yeah, it is. It's, if you look at our arts institutions, they are world leading. If you look at, I mean, there's no shortage of great films that have been made here. Um, the, the biggest orchestra, some, some of the biggest orchestras are from this country. The biggest opera company, one of them, one of the world stages is in this country. We, we absolutely contribute to the, to the world. And if we're going to be global Britannia, now I've got issues with that, but if we're going to be, then there's no doubt that, that the arts and culture are going to have to be central to that. Because we ain't got much manufacturing left. We a lot of the other things that we did, we've got shot of. But what we still have and still are exceptionally good at is arts and culture. Yeah, absolutely. So so for people listening to this who are coming to Harewood on the 4th of September, can you give us a little idea of some of the things to expect? It's a, it's a last night at the prom style gig, so there's going to be those old favourites at the end. But what it's going to be is fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be upbeat, light-hearted music with, with household names involved presented. It's going to be sunny. I've had a word. It's going to be good weather. Great, right. so, good, uh, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about that. Beautiful weather. Look, nice picnic on lawn at Airwood House. Be nice that, won't it? Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be affirmative, optimistic, and positive music making making all, all evening. Just just come, relax, enjoy. Brilliant. Oh well, fingers crossed. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be sunny weather because I think we've had all the rain now. To be honest, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a finite amount of that. It's all gone. I think now. But you know, to be fair, take a brolly and uh, and then you come yeah. anyway. And um and for anybody listening who'd like to find out a bit more about the Yorkshire Symphony Orchestra and what you've got going on, what what's the best way to find out a bit more about the organisation? Well, the organisation there's gonna there's gonna be big announcements in September. So what we're doing is the, it's all about the launch. It's all about Harewood House and getting getting these these dates at Harewood House is launch. And then after that, there'll be a big announcement in September about season plans, um, a, a mini little regional tour we're going to be doing. And that that will be wildly heralded. So I'm sure they won't be able to miss it. <laughs> ben, it's been so nice to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I know it's going to be brilliant at, at Harewood. And yeah, keep us posted then on all the announcements after that as well. Absolutely will do. Absolute pleasure. Cheers. So big thanks to Ben Crick for joining us to tell us all about that fantastic Yorkshire proms happening at Harewood House on the 4th of September. The night before that, on Friday the 3rd of September, Alfie Bow is at Harewood House. And if you follow your Harrogate on Facebook and Instagram, you can win a pair of tickets to go and see Alfie Bow. Have a little look on our Facebook and our Insta. you just got to like and share the post to take part. And while you do that, I'm going to disappear that's it for the Your Harrogate podcast for today, sponsored by Hacks. I'll catch you soon.